Okay, guys, welcome to the podcast, Pushing Bubba Podcast, episode 77. That's two sevens in a row. Um, I'm your host, Adam Piggott, coming to you from Holland. Uh, spring, spring has sprung. There we go, 22nd of March. You wouldn't know it here because it's been bloody freezing. Um, I always get a laugh at my new job where I'm back doing offshore oil and gas training. Always get a laugh from the trainees. They call them delegates here. Always get a laugh from the delegates. I pick them up, take them down to the room that I'm in with them, introduce myself, say I'm Adam and uh, I'm here. I'm Australian and I moved to Holland for the weather. And it gets a laugh every single time. Oh, 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 chuckle, 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 ho, ho, ho. Because what sort of moron would move from Australia to Holland in the first place? But I did. Uh, but spring has sprung and uh, birds are chirping. Yes, I can hear them now as, as I'm talking to you. Birds are chirping. It's late afternoon. It's uh, 10 to 6 in the evening here on thursday um and it's still light because we're getting to that time of the year that's the thing i like about the northern hemisphere like the days are short as buggery in the winter but gee do they get long in the summer you might the thing that one of the things that surprised my the good wife a lot about australia was we moved to perth the height of summer the longest day of the year quarter to seven at night dark so you get home from work hot still hot it's like 34 degrees something like that sun's gone <clears throat> sun gets up at around five o'clock when you're in bed and it's bloody useless um and a few joggers like that when we moved to melbourne there was daylight saving there and so i'd be doing cricket training in the summer we'd be training down there till 7 30 8 o'clock at night no problems at all i don't know how they do it in perth Perth people are just, West Australians are against daylight saving, you know, because it uh, daylight saving makes your curtains fade, apparently, because the extra sun, by moving the, changing the dial on your clock, you're going to get extra sun that's going to fade your curtains. The cows don't give milk, apparently. Oh, cows are all fucked over this. Oh, the cows. Oh, shit. Uh, I love the long, long summer days stretching into the nights in the northern hemisphere and of course here in holland this is the the highest i've ever been in a longitude sort of sense um we're quite you know it's it's up there it's up there it's definitely up there being cold this week though being very very cold been an interesting week on the blog bit of uh well it's been a bit of um, a bit of biffo hasn't there a bit a bit of to and fro a bit of back and forth some of the regular commenters getting upset about the old Adzy Wadzy's been writing. That's all good. That's all good. That's all good if we were here to agree with each other all the time. Oh, what a boring place that would be. What a boring place that would be. I don't hang around people who agree with me all the time. You know, I like to pull your chain. I like to yank your chain. Yeah, get it in there. Bit of a dig. See if you're awake. No, you're awake. Good. Does that mean that I didn't mean what I wrote about Stephen Molyneux? <laughs> Hundred percent, I meant what I wrote about Stephen Molyneux. Everything on the blog that I put up, it's hundred percent, unless it's an obvious troll. And I've done that a few times in the past, of course. Um, but no, I meant everything that I wrote there. Everything that I wrote. 
Um, so basically, for those of you who are catching up, well, I mean, if you listened to the podcast last week, the episode I did with the great one on the Greasy Pole, episode two, Red Bow Ties for Gun Control, possibly, I think, the best podcast title we've come up, that I've come up with. But we came up with that together, and that's probably why it's good. Um, we had a bit of a chat about Stefan Molyneux and the fact that he's a blue pill beta uh, white knight. And that uh, people up, uh, put the podcast up, and I got a few comments, got some comments from some regular people. They're like, ooh, you can't say that about Stefan Molyneux. Ooh, can't say that. Ooh, don't you know that he has 750,000 listeners? Ooh, don't you know that he's written great stuff about, you know, he's got a great podcast about history of the whatever. Ooh, yeah, eh? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So then I wrote a post quoting uh, Here So Long. Hey, Here So Long, I know you're listening. I know you're listening. You've been one of my dedicated uh, followers for a long time, and I appreciate that. But if I, you know, if you don't agree with me, you can say it, and if I don't agree with you, I'm gonna say it, bro. So I uh, I featured his comment in a post about Stefan Molyneux called Never Trust a White Knight. Now this is based on the fact that Stefan Molyneux put out a video a few months ago with some, some lower, 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 really bottom feeder Hollywood player called Owen Benjamin, apparently he's a comedian. Uh, I watched a couple of his bits. About as funny as a fart in a sauna. Owen, you're about as funny as a fart in a sauna. Yeah? I can see your jokes going down like AIDS in a gay bar. Badly. Um, so anyway, Stefan and Owen got together to talk about the Aziz, Aziviv, whatever the fuck his name is. Can't these Indians have normal names? Um, and about how he took this girl out on a date that he picked up. He picked her up at some Emmy Awards or something. I think it was the Emmy Awards or the Golden Globes or some of that. And she was with, that's right, I wrote about this. She was with the tuba player in the Colbert, the Colbert Report band, I think it was. One of the late night shows, the tuba player. And I, I did a thing taking the piss out of this a few weeks ago. Like, there's a tuba player. In the band, A, there's a tuba player in the band, and B, gets invited to the Emmys. That must be pretty desperate to fill up that hall. So she goes there with him. I think this is how it works. I could be completely <laughs> remembering this the wrong way. And by the way, I've been up since 5 o'clock this morning, and it's, so this is 13 hours later, and here I am doing this podcast for you. So if I get it all wrong, you know, whatever. Anyway... He goes, his date at the Emmys apparently was this chick and she makes eyes with a ziv, a zub, a zub Indian dude across the room because that's the kind of chick she is. He slips her his phone number because that's the kind of guy he is and they meet up later of a date and she they end up having some sort of sex but it wasn't, apparently it wasn't the full full shemogger and there's been a, a big breakdown of this in the manosphere and basically a ziz of whatever is is um is a beta pretending to be a player so he's a he's he's a wannabe alpha by circumstance as in regards he's worth you know 20 million bucks and is is a bit higher in the hollywood food and shade than only owen benjamin but when the girl goes back to his place you know the the beta shines through the beta shines through we saw that with rafting guides it was the same sort of thing rafting guides your god's gift but there were some guides that just 
couldn't get laid. And there's some guys that would get the girl back, but the beta would just shine through. Would it just shine through? And just so it's clear, at the start of my rafting career, that was me. My beta shined through. But I managed to get over it very quickly once I was in that environment. Before that, before I was started becoming a rafting guide at 24, my beta was never cured at all, no matter how many um, mistakes I made that I didn't learn from. But once I got in that environment with lots of girls around, I was abs- the churn rate was so big that you started to learn the lessons and you started to see what worked. and You looked at the other guys and that sort of stuff. But there were still rafting guides who were in that environment for years and the beta always shone through. So Aziz, whatever his name is, uh, I just might call him Raj. I'm just going to call every Indian from now on Raj from the Big Bang Theory. Oh, you're Raj, you're Indian. You're Raj, Raj. There we go. Yeah, why not? They call us Whitey's Dave. So um, Raj uh, takes her back and the sexual, the sexual experience was, was beaterish. And of course, this, this left her the next day having buyer's remorse. So she's been a slut and she's realized that she's been a slut for a beater. And that's when you get buyer's remorse with chicks. That's when you get the next day that at least look I'll give her look I'll give her some credit she didn't go the full date rape line which is which is which is if we're looking at all these made up false rape accusations the vast majority of them are buyer's remorse vast majority so she could have done that and she didn't she did I don't know maybe she was warned off I don't know but she wrote she wrote some article about it which I haven't even read as if I'm going to read that and anyway Stefan Molyneux and Owen Benjamin thought that this was just brilliant to, you know, take apart. Anyway, I, I, didn't, I hadn't watched this video and the great one in the podcast uh, that we did together last week told me about it. And what he was telling me, it just sounded horrible that, that Owen and Stefan were the biggest white knights of all time. Look, if a guy goes out with a girl, invites her out to a restaurant and a date, on any sort of date... The, the strategy is sex. The tactics might, might differ, but the strategy is get laid from the point of view of the man on any date at all. Okay? Any male listening to this saying, that's what, not what I do when I go on dates, you're not just a liar and a fraud. You're a cowardly cur, I say. A cowardly cur. Because you're attempting, I much prefer the man is, is, is upright. No, I just I want to have sex with you. So let's go have some dinner and we'll go through the things and then I want to have sex with you. All the, all the beta males, all the, all the male feminists, the male feminists, oh, slithering on their bellies scum. You've just emerged from the primeval slime, are these chaps. Because all they deal with is deceit. And not just, they're not just lying to the women about what their actual motives are and trying to hide them. They're lying to themselves. They actually believe this. Oh, no. I'm spending all this money and all this girl to invite her to a fancy restaurant, but I just want to be her friend. I just want to be her soulmate. And then eventually, eventually, she'll come around to the fact that I was the guy that she was always looking for. Like, just, like I mentioned Raj from the Big Bang Theory. I like the Big Bang Theory. It's very well written. 
It's very well acted. At times, it's extremely politically incorrect, especially some of the early seasons. But the one thing they got wrong that Penny would ever hook up with Leonard. Eh, no fucking way. No way. Because, and that's just like, that's just like, and the Big Bang Theory in that sense then is enabling porn for beaters everywhere. If Leonard can do it on the Big Bang, then I can do it too. I can get a penny. No, you can't. That's not how it works. Howard did not get with Bernadette. This is not how it works. Have you seen the tits on the little actress who plays Bernadette? Holy fucking moly. That, that girl is what is the epitome of what we call, we used to call back in the day, a pocket rocket. Wow. Jesus, my God. Anyway. So, Stephen and Owen, blah, 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 blah. They're all upset about this guy. So, anyway, the great one and I did that podcast, and then I get all this grief. Here's, here's the grief that I got from here so long that I quoted in the article. You guys might want to actually listen to the whole podcast before ripping it apart, rather than having one of your two hosts listen to half a podcast and then draw conclusions based on that limited knowledge. You know what? Uh, just, a, just something for you guys here. You don't have to listen to the entirety of something to know whether it's shit or not, yeah? For example, Green Lantern. I don't think you need to sit through the entirety of that movie to know whether it's shit or not. Let's go the same with Forrest Gump, one of the worst movies ever made. I never got the love for that. You don't need to sit through the whole thing to work out if it's shit or not. An article by Ben Shapiro on economics, I don't need to read the whole article to know whether it's shit or not. It's shit, okay? And a podcast by Stephen Molyneux and Owen Benjamin on this subject, I can work out pretty quickly whether it's shit or not. I'm, I'm actually, after the, the, the 15 minutes, it's about an hour and 15 minutes, I managed to get 15 minutes in, and that's all I could do. I knew whether it was shit or not within 30 seconds of them discussing the topic at hand. Okay, 30 seconds is all it took me. I am, after watching 15 minutes of it, I take my hat off to the great one that he managed to get halfway through. Oh my God. Oh my God. Really, really, really impressive. So back to here, Salong's comment. You guys might want to actually listen to a whole podcast before ripping it apart. Don't need to, here, Salong. Don't need to, mate. Rather than having one of you two, blah, 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 blah. Actually, Stefan Molyneux spent just as much time ripping the idiotic behavior of the woman as he did pointing out what a sleaze and Zari, whatever his name is. Why are we pointing out that men are sleazes when they go on dates? Any man that goes on a date is trying, as I've already stated, the strategy is to get laid. That's the objective. All right? Your tactics might differ. So technically, everyone's a sleaze. Every date that I've ever been on in my entire life, and let me tell you something, I've been on a few. If the chick wrote about it afterwards, you could classify me as a sleaze. You could classify me as a sleaze. In fact, you could just observe me on the fucking date and you could classify me as a sleaze. The act of classifying a man on a sleaze during a date in itself is white knighting. Okay? Right. 
Additionally, the great, back to uh, Hugh Salong's comment. Additionally, the great one's comments, it was Stephanie, it was aghast, the behaviour of Nzari is clear for the mark, as it was the woman who was all bent of shape about Nzari's behaviour as expressed in the article they were reading. Uh-huh. Constantly, you've spent time running down Molyneux, Revisory, generally, who generally provides very thoughtful analysis. On what topics? Hugh Salong? Yeah? Look, this, this, I've done a bunch of good stuff on different topics in the past, which means I get a free ride to talk shit about things that I know nothing about is anathema to me. Okay? Absolute bullshit. If you step into the ring on a topic to write about, you do not get a free pass because what you've talked, spoken about in the past Particularly if it's on completely different topics that have nothing to do with the topic at hand, let alone if it was just on the topic at hand. You don't get a free pass because of who you know. You don't get a free pass because of how many subscribers you get have. You don't get a free pass because of how famous you are or how not famous you are. You don't get a free pass because you're quoting other people who all agree with you, okay? If you put the words out there, whether they're written, whether they're spoken, whether you've jerked them off across your windscreen, you get judged on what you've said. End of story. Okay? I read every comment that comes on my blog. I judge the comments on the context of the comment, not on who's made it. Sometimes, though, I do a bit of both, but we'll get to that. Consequently, you spent time running down Molyneux, Jim provides real thoughtful analysis for no particular reason, when you probably would have agreed with him if you bothered to find out what he actually said. No, no, I managed to watch 15 minutes, and he's a raving white knight. A raving white knight. And as I said in my piece, uh, let's see. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, this was the quote. I'm not sure how women as a whole, when they're 22, anticipate that they are going to be intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally fascinating to very successful guys in their 30s. And as I, as I said in my, in my... And this was the bit... As soon as he said that, and that was his first 30 seconds, okay, it was all over, okay? Because men do not look to be intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally satisfied and let alone fascinated in their personal relationship with a woman. That's not what men go into it. And the fact that he wrote emotionally means that Stefan is buying into the feminist bullshit line that men need to get in touch with their feelings. I'm going to tell you right now, men, 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 listen to this. Your feelings are your enemies. Your feel. I'm serious. Your feelings will lead you astray. God doesn't care about your feelings. Mother Nature doesn't care about your feelings. Your boss doesn't care about your feelings, okay? The guys, everyone out there in their cars who are trying to get home from work on the freeway don't care about your feelings. The members of, the, of your opposing sports team that you're playing today don't care about your feelings. Your own teammates don't get don't care about your feelings. If we're working together and you bring your shit to work, your personal shit, and start dumping on everyone else, I really, really don't care about your feelings at that point. Women 
care about feelings. Women are emotional. Our job as men is to be the shore upon which break the emotions of our women. That is our job. That is our task. If you're a man who gets this, you just get it intrinsically, that means you're a strong, dependable man and your woman won't shit test you. So for Stefan to come out and say that women as a whole, if they're going to attract men at the age of 22, somehow need to appeal to, their in, to the man's intellectual, spiritual and emotional side to fascinate that is so far off the mark, he may as well be some raving at the mouth femo. And this is the thing that really pisses me off. My blog... Ladies and gentlemen, and I don't know if you've gathered this, but my blog, my podcast, my books are about guidance for men. There's not much out there these days. I see people complain about it all the time. Okay, let me let let me tell you. Comment today from Amiga Man on the post I wrote called "He Gets It" for a man who gets it. What's missing from this post? First line, what's missing from this post is a description of the often hard and painful journey of a man from complete idiot, i.e. beta male, to being a man that is the master of the game or alpha male. Okay. Then he did wrote a whole bunch of stuff which was excellent. And then he writes, I think I'm at the point where I get it, but it was not always like that. The journey was hard, very hard. I nearly gave up for good. I have my one friend to thank for starting me on my journey and to him I'll be forever grateful. We need to realize that we are born as boys, not men, and the journey to manhood is hard. The question then is, how do we in this matriarchal society, or a feminized world, help young boys to cast off their childish ways and become the men that not only build the society in which we live, but that women will lust over as well? This is all I write about. This is what my books are about. How to be a man in a feminized world. Okay, how to make a man of yourself. I've got a comment here from this guy who's pleading with me. Well, read my back stuff, yeah? Read my back stuff. This is what my blog's about. The journey, okay? And by the way, he wrote, the journey was hard, very hard, and I nearly gave up for good. Listen, why do you think, Why really, this is really important. Why do you think we're on planet Earth, guys? Why do you think we're here? To have some good times? To just loaf around? Yeah? To learn how to shit in a toilet without smearing our feces all over our face? Why do you think we're here? We're here to grow as an entity, each of us, to learn stuff. You're here to learn. So if the journey was hard, very hard, good. You know what? You made the most of your time on this earth. You started off at A and you definitely got to B. When you die, you know so much more than not only when you were born, but when you turned 20 years of age. That's what you're here on this on this life to do. And then if you do learn stuff, it's to pass it on to your kids and the younger generation. That's what we're here for. It's really important stuff. It's what I blog about. It's what I podcast about. It's what I write about. This is what I do. So when someone like Stefan Molyneux steps into the ring on my piece of turf and speaks absolute shit who confuses the water even more, clouds the water even more with his reach, he has a responsibility. If he's going to talk about shit like this, he has to know about what he's talking about. But he doesn't. 
Gavin McInnes is another classic example of a foaming at the mouth white knight who did a whole video episode on how men need to man up and marry anyway even if the woman is horrible because it's going to make a man of you the act of marriage will make you an adult i mean this this is the this is what this is the lies that we are fighting against and then those on the supposed alt light i don't want to call it the alt light anymore you know what it is it's the alt shite the alt shite because no matter how much good they do culturally on the cultural wars and all the rest of it everything is predicated on the male female dynamic that it is almost irretrievably broken at this point and these guys just come in with exactly the same stuff that we're fighting against in the manosphere side so excuse fucking me if when i hear that uh, that stephen mullineux has said this I rip him a new one and I mock him and then I write a post saying why he's wrong because my point is not that I want to be right. My point is that there are young guys out there going there, is Stefan right? Is Adam right? Which one is it? I'm getting so many mixed messages. I'm confused. Stefan's muddying the fucking waters. Gavin is muddying the fucking waters. They are talking absolute drivel. It's dangerous. It's not helping young men out there. And the whole culture wars are based on this. Everything that's come out the last 40 years has been breaking the male-female dynamic. To the point we are now at 40 years later where, where I think it's, is it California that's thinking of making a law that before you have a sexual act you both have to sign a waiver, a declaration of waiver of liability or something like this? And that every, is it like every five minutes during the act you have to re-sign it because you might, she might have changed her mind? Is that where we're at? So for Stefan to come out and say shit like this and white knight for this, 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 this piece of trash that backstabbed this Raj this way is, is phenomenally awful in so many levels. Yeah, yeah, he does have a 750,000 uh, viewer, listenership, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, much bigger than me. And hey, you know what? If you want to judge people based on, you know, how many listeners they got, you may as well put me at the bottom of the pile on dog shit way. But as, as Aaron Clary says all the time, maybe I should just start dealing in lies. Because you deal in lies and half-truths, you get a large audience. You tell the truth, you don't get many people listening to you. You guys think I'm in this for the money? Really? You think I'm coming home after a 13-hour day now to record an hour podcast? Well, you know what? Feet up, a beer. I've got Skin in the Game by Nicholas Taleb down there I'd like to read. Could put some nice tunes on. You know what I'm saying? We're doing this because we give a fucking shit. We give a fucking shit about the men and the boys out there and we want to help them. Stefan Molyneux is a white knight. Stefan Molyneux is wrong. Stefan Molyneux is a member of the alt shite. That's a good name, isn't it? The alt shite. All the alt lighties. You're not alt light. You're alt shite. Because you haven't understood women. You haven't understood biological realism. And you haven't understood free trade, most of you. Alt shite. Maybe that'll catch on. There were some other comments as well. Uh... I've got a couple of regular commenters on the blog who are women. On the blog who are women, and my blog's for men. But hey, if they want to comment, no, I'm not going to stop them. 
And some out, sometimes they come out with some good stuff. Uh, are you kidding me? There's one of those. And um, only how long ago did she? Uh, how long did she go? Did she write this? Hang on a sec. I had this all up and ready to go, and then I've lost it. I was prepared. Hey, I was prepared. I was. Oh, that's right. That's where it is. That's right. So March ninth, two weeks ago. I did a podcast and I was like, why are you guys listening? And are, are, are you kidding me wrote this comment? I mainly read your posts and I sometimes your podcast. Why do I? Because you are a philosopher. This is She's talking about me because you are virtuous. You display rational courage and have values that are independent of mere social approval. Because I crave the truth in this world of lies and liars. There we go. And what did are you kidding me have to say? 10 days later, about me having a go at Stefan. Stefan Mullen, you must be doing something right with over 750k YouTube subscribers and millions of downloads from his free domain website. Uh, Mullen, you is the product of a single mother and uses reason evidence to make his arguments about a multitude of topics. So varied that it boggles the mind how he knows so much. I've been binging on, on his material for about four months now and he regularly blows my mind. How wonderful for you. I think he's a genius. Oh, fantastic. You think I'm a philosopher. From his videos on Karl Marx to the fall of Rome to why Robin Williams died to R versus K, reproduction selection applied to leftists and politics. This guy is phenomenal! Exclamation mark. How wonderful. An appeal to authority. An appeal to past deeds. An appeal to being an expert. Supposedly in other fields. And so many of them are literal genius. While you and the black-pilled mighty one, it's a great one actually, are in the playground comparing cock sizes. Oh, now the, the claws come out. Molyneux is out on the streets fighting with his bare hands. Seriously, seriously, in case we thought you were joking. You would do well to expand your mind with a bit of Molyneux. But expand my mind, are you kidding me? But, but you were writing that I was a virtuous, rational, playing rational courage, values, independent, truth-telling philosopher. Now I'm, uh, now I'm in the playground comparing cock sizes with the great one and just so you know, mine's bigger. Back to her, her, uh, her uh, comment. It will take watching an entire video or more through to really start to get it, which requires a bit of an attention span. Oh, I think I see what you did there with your little dig. Okay. Um, chicks, eh? Chicks. One minute, they love you. The next week, you're in the dog, you're in the dog, you're in the dog heap, aren't you? You're in the doghouse with chicks. There we go. You know, she did some more posts on that, like little things like confirmation bias from Adam and stuff like that. Um, and then she wrote one, I guess ultimately men are competitive and don't like sharing their platform with strangers. Uh, you don't get men, mate. Well, sweetie, you don't get men. I have noticed that most of the all right slash right slash conservative leaders who do respect and critically digest each other's positions are fathers. I think this stage of life smooths out a man's sharp edges. That is just a thought. So many just a thoughts from are you kidding me? Apparently I'm not smooth enough. I'm a philosopher, a truth teller, a virtue. I play rational courage, but I need, I need to, I need, you know what? I need to randomly get some chick prego 
and then I'll smooth out my edges. I do appreciate much, if not most, of Adam's work, but a, a cohesive approach to saving Western civilization might be more productive. Less rooster and more wolf. Ooh, 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 ooh. The point of reading this out is not to have a go at are you kidding me? You can write whatever the fuck you want. The point of reading them out is one week you're on the top with chicks, the next week whoosh, you're on the bottom. And you know what that is, ladies and gentlemen? That's feelings. That's emotions. That's what chicks do. And I said something that are you kidding me didn't like. I busted one of her sacred cows, Stefan, glorious genius, Molyneux. And down I go into the playground comparing cock sizes, apparently. That's where chicks are. And that's why I don't cultivate chicks on my blog. Hey, chicks, if you want to keep writing comments on your blog, hey, you're welcome, you know. But mm, there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason that we look at this as men and go, chicks... We don't need them around in certain instances. We don't want them around. And that takes me to the Feast of War. A Feast of War posted on uh, Didax Reach. Apparently Ivan Throne, the Dark Tried Man, has got a new uh, thing he's launching. Uh, a series of events designed to bring like-minded men together in comfortable settings with excellent food and drink to network and exchange ideas. I saw this over at Didax thing and I was like, wow, this sounds... Good. He's even got one in Sydney. And so here we click through to Dark Tried Man. Your gorgeous night of plower. World-class luxury dining. What is the feast of war? Here it is. Luxury dining where men... He's got a big a photo here of a man smoking a big cigar surrounded by other men dressed in suits, looking good, good haircuts, good beards, very Islamic. Luxury dining where men discuss politics, war and business over steaks, cigars... Uh, spirits and cigars, steaks didn't need to be plural there, is a glorious and magnificent tradition that never should have been murdered by political correctness. Absolutely, Ivan. And it was murdered by women stopping men from having men-only spaces. Yeah? Dark triad man roars it back to life in a major city near you in Bolt. I'm excited. I'm excited, boys. Oh, I'm not wearing the brown underwear for nothing. I'm excited. I have another swing of my beer here. Reading on. It's past time to return to these fundamentals. And victory in the cultural war means superb dining, drinks, and utterly ruthless discussion with men who make absolutely no apologies for their beliefs. The feasts of war are private evenings with incomparable food in the company of vital brothers. Remember that word. Who believe in total victory. Total victory, brothers. Total victory. Ivan Thorne invites you to join the men at these luxury events. And he's got some big juicy steaks there, you know. Are you guys interested so far? I'm going to be honest. At this point, I was interested so far. I knew there was... I was so interested that I was going to contact Ivan and say, dude, I'll set one up in Amsterdam for you. I'll get it rolling in Amsterdam. Let's make this truly international. You've got a Sydney one happening. I'll get the Amsterdam event going. I was going to do that, but I'm not. Let's read on. What kind of men attend? We want men who are headed for victory. That sounds like me. Successful upwards career trajectory. Ah, oh, maybe not me. Disenchanted with stifling political correctness. Me! Aware of the vast opportunities men have today. Okay. Unimpressed with social justice warrior narratives. Yes, that'd be me. Contemptuous of anarchists, Marxists and their failed ideologies. Me, me, me. Aggressively focused on continuous self-improvement. I don't know about aggressively. Do I have to, you know, walk down the street swinging at people? 
strong belief in individual effort. And he's got like uh, disenchanted, aware, unimpressed, contemptuous, aggressively, strong, comfortable, seeking. He's really going the Mike Cernovich route, isn't he? He's really going on trying to sell this hard. Mike Cernovich snake oil salesman. Comfortable social skills and upscale settings and seeking brothers to network in luxury and plan success with. If this is you, then you belong at the Feast of War. Oh, this is me. How your reservation works. At the end, it's time to bring back this magnificent tradition of men who gather to cement, celebrate, and uphold success and power. I'm not sure of the verb to cement there. I think you could have found a better one. Be a guest at the Feast of War. Secure your seats. 99 bucks. They got Seattle, New York City, Napa Valley, San Diego, so two in California, Washington, D.C., Sydney, Chicago, Toronto, Miami, Las Vegas, yeah, baby, Dallas, Indianapolis. Indianapolis? Frequently asked questions. They got three. What's the required dress code? Should I bring a date with me and can I do business there? Now, I just want you... You have to dress well. Let's go, should I bring a date with me? Based on his selling of this so far. Yeah? What do you expect? What do you expect? The answer to the FAQ on should I bring a date with me? What do you expect? I know... What I expected. Brothers all together reinventing a male tradition that's been lost. Yeah, yeah. Scrolling down. Scrolling down a bit more. In bold. Bring your partner. Photo of man in suit with hot chick. At the Feast of War, we discuss politics, culture, war, and business with ruthless, candid, and blunt directness. Mm -hmm. Your partner is welcome to attend if she is comfortable in that environment. Note that any ladies in attendance will be required... I'm dying inside reading this. Will be required to conform to the dress code as well. Cocktail dresses are mandatory for female guests. The Feast of War is a male-focused event. Really? Really? All female guests must be accompanied by a male escort. Single women are not permitted to attend. I mean, just no fucking idea, is it? You put a bunch of guys in a room with cigars, steaks, fine wine and whiskey, and you put one hot chicks sitting at the table with you let alone pass serving on you okay in the mainland clubs they didn't have even have female staff because they knew men have two attention spans getting together and planning conquest of the world or getting your dick wet it's one or the other. Now, to be able to focus on the conquest part, there can't be any possibilities for the wetness 
of the dickies. It's just not in there. Even if she's she's turning up and says no single women, it doesn't matter. We see a hot chick in a cocktail dress. That's where our attention is. That's where we're flirting. We're going to be flirting with her. Based on this, 10 guys could turn up with 10 chicks. Who the hell? I wouldn't be taking the good I wouldn't be taking the good wife. The good wife wouldn't want to fucking go. Why would your partner want to come to this in the first place? Hmm? Why? The only reason your partner would want to come to this would be to either A, keep tabs on you because she doesn't trust you around other men or B, to feed off the testosterone. Either way, it's not looking good. This is Ivan Dark Triad bloody... What's his name? Um, Throne. Who's supposed... Nine laws of... What did he write? The nine laws of power or something? I don't know. Something the nine laws of the dark tried. Or rah, 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 rah. Bring chicks. It's just... It's just... How far have we fallen? Because he's trying. He's putting himself out there. He's trying. He's organising this. He's trying to get it done. At least he's not doing it the Rouge V way. And now he's going to get, you know, barred from entering every country on earth as a result. With a man, just boys, guys meet up. The world loses its shit. But, but this just goes, this just goes against everything. This just goes against everything. And so, Ivan... Sorry, mate, but you are the weakest link. <laughs> Goodbye. Fail. Total fail. Before you've even begun. Total fail before you've even begun. Let's so go back to Stefan Molyneux, Mr. White Knight Beta Male. He doesn't know what he's talking about with regards to women. And the same people who've criticised me having a go at Stefan have not come back at my criticism of the words that he said. It's all been strawmans. It's all been ad hominems. It's all been appeals to authority. That's all it's been. Because you can't handle seeing one of your sacred cows thrown on the slaughterhouse altar. You just can't handle it. You just can't handle the truth. And yet, the same commenters write comments previously claiming to be all about the truth. Well, this is the truth. Stefan Molyneux is a foaming at the mouth, white knight beta male, who doesn't understand shit about the male-female dynamic, and who is leading young men astray. Same with Gavin McInnes. Doesn't understand shit. And you know what? That's fine if they stick to what they know. But they don't. They come onto my turf. And this is what I've, this is what I've set up. Look! Look! What was oh, that comment? Where's that comment that I read before from Are You Kidding Me? Just to find out, what does he talk about, Stefan Molyneux? 
Look, so if he if he sticks to Karl Marx, if he sticks to the fall of Rome, to why Robin Williams died, to R versus K, leftist politics, fine. Stick to it. I'm not talking about the fall of Rome. Have you ever heard me talk about the fall of Rome? If I start talking about the fall of Rome and I get it wrong and Stefan Molyneux has a go at me, which would never happen because there's no exist, but if he did, are you going to have a go at Stefan? He's going to say, but Adam has 228 subscribers. <laughs> and he's written some great stuff before on Hot Chicks. Some good stuff on economics here and there. You know, a bit of political stuff. How can you possibly... Oh, don't you know he's got 228 subscribers? I think it's more than that. 240? <laughs> really? Really, you appeal to authority? Really? Shame on you, my regular commenters who did this. Shame on you. Wake up and smell the fucking roses. Wake up and smell it. Okay? This is just a sacred cow, and he's strayed into territory that he shouldn't have strayed into. And he's spoken absolute shit. And the great one has picked him up. I've picked him up. And just about every fucking comment on the video itself on YouTube picked him up. The general trend was, Stefan, I really like your stuff, and I agree with everything that you said in the floor in the past, and blah, 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 but... Which is a nice way of saying, fucking hell, you're full of shit. Go white knight him. Go white knight the white knight. Go hump the white knight's leg. Yeah? Lead each other. You know, no. Lead each other down the garden path, fine. But don't lead down the young guys today who are, who are hearing so many mixed messages. That's what fucking pisses me off. So it really pisses me off because I was there, man. I was there and I know all the mixed messages I got and that was before the, even the internet. The, the amount of noise to volume ratio now is just off the charts. It's off the fucking charts. And Molyneux is wrong on this. He's wrong. As for Owen Benjamin, Owen Benjamin, I don't even know who fucking Owen Benjamin is, but he's Hollywood so he's completely untrustworthy. Okay, and someone wrote a comment like, but fucking Owen Benjamin said something about transvestites and he got in trouble with the... The, the left Hollywood left and you know blah 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 yeah 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 and he'd suck a lot of cock to get a decent film role because that's what they do and he'd, he'd throw you all under a bus in a second because that's what they do so I don't trust him and he was speaking shit anyway fucking hell really 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 fucking hell so I just wanted to put that out there because I was going to write a post on it and then I was just like you know what I've already written, written a post on it I've said my bit I've said my bit about what this is, okay? And that's that. Stefan Molyneux is a white knight, and you don't trust a white knight. I think that's probably the bit that annoyed people the most, okay? Because, as I said, Stefan talks a lot on the modern culture wars, but the modern culture wars are predicated on the, on the male-female dynamic being destroyed in Western society. So if you don't, understand that if you haven't swallowed the red pill on women if you're some white knight going out there all the time and coming up with shit like like 
men need to be intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally fascinated. Yeah? The chick's 22. Sexual market value peak for women is 23. Of course, successful guys in their 30s are interested in women who are 22 and who are good-looking and who are fertile and who are young. That's what we want. What's the opposite, Stefan? Are you saying that all the 40-year-old chicks writing articles about where have all the good men gone, are they the ones that you mean that men need to be intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally fascinated by? Because what's the alternative? Let's read the quote again. I'm not sure how women as a whole, when they're 22, anticipate that they are going to be intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally fascinating to very successful guys in their 30s. Really? So what you're saying is successful guys in their 30s are not ever attracted to 22-year-olds. That's what Stefan is saying. That women who are 22 really have no business being in the sexual marketplace for successful guys in their 30s. So who then, Stefan? Oh, oh, is it the women who threw away their beauty and their fertility on chasing a so-called career and have turned around at 38 and don't want to freeze their fucking eggs... Are they the ones that you mean we're going to find spiritually, intellectually, and emotionally fascinating? That's my cat agreeing with me right now. He's so wrong on every level. And if you can't see that, then you have a lot of work to do on your own red pill journey. You're not even close. And stop and if, you, and if you actually did understand that, and it's only now that you're going, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Stop putting people on pedestals. You don't put Stefan Mullenew on a pe- pedestal. You don't put Vox Day on a pedestal. You don't put the Z-Man on a pedestal. You sure as shit don't put me on a pedestal. If I'm wrong about something... I want you guys to jump on me and so I can then come up with a post a few days later when I've worked it out and gone, oh shit, I was fucking wrong on that one because I'm here to learn just as much as anyone else. But on this one, I'm not wrong. The great one's not wrong. We are absolutely right. And every commenter on that YouTube video who said, I think you're white knighting here, Stefan, are right on target. This is important stuff, not for me to be right, or the great one to be right, not for you to be wrong if you've disagreed with us, but for the young guys out there who are trying to work out what the fuck is going on. As that comment from Amiga Man on my post today that I read out said, man, let's, let me read it again, because it's so important. The first line. What's missing from this post is a description of the often hard and painful journey of a boy from complete idiot, i.e. beta male, to being a man that is a master of the game or an alpha male. It's missing from that post of Mega Man because I've done it in many other places. Buy my first book. That's what I'm here for, guys. That's what I'm here for. I get 50,000 views a month. 
I get a, my average podcast gets about 300 listens. I make fuck all money from this. I'm back working a full-time job, but I do it for the young guys out there. I do it so that there's some literature out there that can help them out. That's why I do it. And then it's up to them because I can't change anyone. I'm not in the job of changing anyone at all. I don't change lives. I put the stuff out there. You want to change your life? You take my stuff. If it helps you, fucking A, man. And I've had guys contact me and say, man, your stuff has helped, helped me out so much. I'm passing through. Can we have a beer? And you know what? I meet up and have beers with guys. I've done it on quite a few occasions. And we have a chat. Rah, rah, rah. And it's great. That's why I do it. So fuck yeah, I'm going to tear down Stefan fucking Molyneux when he talks absolute shit on a subject that I've dedicated the last two years full time and most of my adult life to learning about when he's so wrong. So fucking shoot me. All right. Um, Sponsors. Captain Capitalism. Let me click on his site. At captaincapitalism.blogspot.com Sponsors my podcast. I consider Cappy to be a friend now. Though we've never met in real life. Um, one day, hopefully, that will change. Um, you better come over here, Cappy, because I'm lazy. I don't like flying anymore, Cappy. I don't like flying anymore. I just hate the whole thing. I've done too much too much and if you've never flown from australia to europe then or australia to to north america then you don't know what we're talking about can't do it uh captain capitalism sponsors this blog he has his own blog at the captain capitalism.blogspot.com uh he has a youtube channel which you can get to from his site where he posts up oh, a bunch every week because he gets requests on his asshole consultancy business. What has he got? Um, request. Escaping from Brazilian colleges. Request. Stop going to college. Request. Life is not on the internet. Go play. Can smart people be happy? This is just this week. This is all on the last day. Fuck, he's busy, isn't he? Uh, request. Everything about bonds. Ooh, I haven't seen that one. Request. Why you never want to become a teacher. Request, will I spoil my son with a monthly stipend? Fuck yeah. And no, well, not necessarily. That's interesting. Well, I'd be interested in what to say. But uh, interesting here, interesting here, my nieces, my sister's, my wife's sister, my wife's sister, twin girl, seven years old, she gives them a monthly stipend for clothes. And they have to, they have to manage. It's seven years old, man. This is in Holland. This is what they do. They have to manage their clothes purchases. So they have everything that they need. And it's like, they have to budget. They have to save up. So you, on the face of it, you're not going to spoil your son with a monthly stipend if it's for him to do something like that. I love Cappy stuff. It's always, you can, I, like, I like looking at the, at the requests, working out what I would say if I was, had to answer this one. And then... Uh, and then um, what I would do. Ooh. A father wants to know if five to seven hundred fifty dollars per month will spoil his fifteen year old son. Shit. 
$750 a month. So close to 200 bucks a week. Cappy believes so, but his son's potential physical and mental impairments may make this a moot point. Oh, he's got physical impairments. Um, it's an interesting one. That would have been about, back in my day, that probably would have been about, the 200 bucks a week, 15-year-old. Depends what he has to do with it. It depends. Is it just, is it just, Buddy, you get to do whatever you want with? Yeah, you're spoiling him. Is it you've got a budget for all of this shit? Make your own food? Maybe not. So get that, check out Captain, Captain Capitalism's site. He's also got a bunch of books. Poor Richard's Retirement. Reconnaissance Man. Uh, enjoy the Decline Curse, the High IQ. He's got lots and lots, and he's worth checking out. All right. So this has been the podcast. We'll call it the Sacred Cow episode. Because we busted a few. Hey, don't forget about the old shite. That was a good one. And uh, I'm going to go have another beer, make some dinner. Probably collapse because it's been a big day. Uh, thanks for listening. If you liked, please subscribe to the podcast. If you like the blog, subscribe to that. Buy my books, Pushing Rubber Downhill. A journey to how you how I did that man thing. That the comment was why isn't there stuff or literature on this? That's what my first book's about. Go and buy it. Second book's a continuation of it. There we go. Been fun. Talk to you next week.